Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Carol Francis, welcome to Make Life Happen, and tonight you get to hear from an author, Susan Mann. She also one of the chapters in my latest book. The book is called Evolving Women's Consciousness, Dialogues with 21st Century Women. That's right, Evolving Women's Consciousness, Dialogues with 21st Century Women, and 20 women contributed to this book. Susan Mann wrote a chapter about synchronicity, which is the magical ability to be able to pay attention to what's going on coincidentally in your life, who is in your life, what events are occurring, how do they all connect to an ultimate goal that you might have. As if angels are guiding you, as if the spirit is in control, as if everything and everybody has something to do with your ability to make something happen. So in this program about making life happen, synchronicity is definitely a skill set that we need to add to our other skills that get us through life. Susan Mann is doing an interesting project, which is trying to get a filming of a wonderful pilgrimage or journey that's done on foot of a 500-mile hike that people take through the central part of Spain that's highly spiritually oriented as well as deals with synchronicity as you journey along the road and take note of the different spiritual lessons that you're being taught through your journey. So now Susan Mann, in the recorded interview that I had with her today, is going to talk about how synchronicity has touched her life, and you are more than welcome to go on EvolvingWomensConsciousness.com and see more about her materials under Susan Mann. And here we go. Welcome back to Dr. Carol Francis' show with Susan Mann. She's going to walk us down the last seven days of her life as it interconnects with many years of pursuing a project that's near and dear to her heart, which is a spiritual walk, a spiritual process that people take in Spain. She'll tell you a little bit about that, but actually, Susan, I want you to tell us about the last seven days of your life, which really do illustrate this process of synchronicity. Um, well, What's exciting about following this is every day you don't make your own plan anymore. The universe decides for you. And if you get in connection with it, you happen to be in your own synchronicity, but it's really the universe that's guiding you. So now it's all angel chills and following, but it wasn't always that way for me. So now um, I've for several years been following a story called Santiago de Compostela. And it's a thousand-year-old pilgrimage been done. 500 miles, people have traveled and journeyed. Millions of individuals have had this experience, and it was a real gift how I got the book. Um, I was at the Bangkok International Film Festival, spoke to one person on a plane whose name is Robert Madrid. His friend Kevin Riley flies to La Jolla a year later and gives me this book. And I was completely compelled that Shirley MacLaine walked 500 miles. I was 
touched, moved. Uh, the story in itself is so grand and inspiring. I just couldn't believe it. So I kind of set it aside. The name of the book? Uh, the Camino. And I set it aside, and I didn't really do much with it. And then what I noticed when I felt really moved to write this up, that from that moment on, one Spain connection after another started to unfold. And in the beginning, I was kind of like looking around, wasn't too sure what to do. And then, as you said, up to this last seven days, it's now happening every 24 hours or something that is so powerful. So I came up to Los Angeles to meet um, with someone who's open to synchronicity and very faith-based and very inspirational. Um, he's made incredible movies. His name is Steve McAvity. He has Empower Pictures with John Shepard and many other talented people making inspirational movies that guide people to live their lives to the fullest. And in that short, brief meeting, we shared all these connections. And I saw several signs of movies that he's making that I was on the same track of things were unfolding in my life, the trips that are coming up this December to go to Mexico and Guadalupe and, and other things that were just amazing. And it led to us sitting there and sharing one very powerful exchange that I had is actually a movie that he wants to make, and I had met this man in Spain a year ago. So it's quite exciting to see what that will unfold, and I guess in a week or so we'll do a segment on it because I know that it just wouldn't have happened that at a last chance encounter I walked in, met a person, went to their private party, and, and here it was somebody that he was wanting to connect with. So it's not just looking at your own signs and thinking about the things you're passionate about, but really opening up to other people's passions and seeing how they connect together so that we can help each other. And that's why I feel moved to do this documentary. It's uh, using your gifts and talents, following and living life only through synchronicity, um, mixed with your business planning and good skill sets, because it's really a combination. But the universe wants to do, God really wants to bless you with everything, and it's, it's unfolding before it. So, And gives back to charity. So as we use our gifts and talents, we follow the synchronicity, we work collaboratively with other people, and then really incredible things happen where we can help other people around the world. It's, so it's like you're working collaboratively with the universe and mm-hmm. everybody in it. And we're all connected. Yeah. So now yeah. this director or the producer, he gave you something, is that correct? Yeah, he gave me a book and it was uh very inspirational to calm down and to be guided and to be at peace and to let all this unfold because it's so exciting. It's kind of like having a pot of coffee like constantly all day long because you're so you know, now you're getting bombarded by the signs that are meant for you. And everywhere you go you're starting to see this connection, that connection, and then how do you follow this all up and do something with it? So um, I, I've also learned to be unattached to the outcome now and really just look to where those connections come together. So Steve gave me a real blessing with this book that just was to be calm, be at peace, follow the signs and see how things unfold. And then again, we get to collaborate, use our gifts and talents and make a difference. But I didn't realize that when I met with him, it was the Feast of St. James Day. I was so on the signs that I didn't realize that. And he also said that he knew that I would give a gift away and went to lunch and realized it is the Feast of St. James. I knew exactly who to give the gift to. And I called that person and that led to, again, amazing signs that are now bringing up Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez who actually have their movie coming out called The Way. And Steve had seen it at a pre-screening and was so moved by this that after World Youth Day, he will be doing the journey with his family through Spain. And I think that's an incredible testament and testimony to people feeling guided and touched by something. So here I just read Shirley McLean's book. Uh, obviously, I've been passionate about this now for several years and following it. And then you see other people's passions unfolding that 
uh, that they are following different signs or, or, or what guides them. And for me, it's angel chills and hearing people's names in my head, and then it leads to incredible experiences. And from that, I ended up in a restaurant in Malibu with a dear friend I hadn't seen in three-plus years whose father actually died on the Feast of St. James during the holy year, which was last year. And the next holy year won't be till 2021. So in this beautiful Italian restaurant, sitting there having this amazing exchange of life connection and learning and seeing where everybody's coming back together and being reconnected, um, we heard somebody speaking Spanish on the side, and she goes, you got to get up and talk to those people. And they're exiting the restaurant, and I go running up to them, and I say, hi, I'm Susan. I'm doing a documentary on Santiago de Compostela, Spain. Are any of you Spanish? young man says to me, Susan, I'm from Madrid. Do you know the stone houses? And I looked at him and I just said, I met the stone houses three weeks ago in San Diego at a one-time event. So for me, it's really watching where the universe invites you to go someplace new, the new people that you meet, the invitations that aren't your typical week. Again, we all want to map things out and go Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday. And it just isn't happening like that. It's really happening where we say, I'll change my schedule. I'll meet you. I'll just go and sit and see what feels right. And uh, from that now, we'll see what unfolds in Valencia, Spain with those individuals that are sitting there. But it's pretty a random exchange. Man walks over at the same restaurant and greets my friend and says, come and join us for a drink. We sit down and talk. He had only met her two weeks before. I thought that he had been friends for years. He had friends in town that called him at the last minute. He hadn't seen them in 35 years. He would never have been at that restaurant. So some of that synchronicity led to me being more prompted on reaching out to Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez because Steve McAveedy mentioned it at Empower. And then now this person, we were just kind of talking and uh, I was really looking at the signs. And the next morning when I Google the internet, I find out that Emilio's got a winery in Malibu. I didn't know that. His movie is coming out in October. And I just texted the friend I met last night and he goes, I, I've met Emilio before. He's been in my home three years ago. I was just like, I'm staying in Malibu, and I'll just follow the next sign. So I get in the car, and I stop at a place to get a pedicure, <laughs> a little self-maintenance, and it didn't feel right. And I just got back in my car, and again, it's really following what you feel. It's it's so important because it's you know it's not like there's a GPS roadmap that's right in front of you. It's just turn left, turn right. I mean, it's all inside you. So I drove up the road. My girlfriend calls me and gives me tips on where to go. I'm driving up the road. I pull into another place. I walk in. They're completely booked, busy with clients. And I said, is there any way you can fit me in? I'm just staying in town for the day. And they changed their schedule. They reworked people. They they fit me in. I was so appreciative. I was willing to you know wait hours. But they said, no, right now. And I just felt compelled to speak to her. Tina's such a sweetie. And, and I said, do you know Shirley McLean? And she looks at me and goes, why do you ask? And I go, doing a documentary based on the fact that I read her book, The Camino. And what's happened to me before I even got here, I said, led me to speak to you about this. And she goes, I've known her for 12 years. And so I just told her, 24 hours ago, I was in a meeting. I drove to Barnes & Noble to get a thank you gift. There was Sherman McLean's book behind um, the cash register. And as I entered, I'm looking and seeing there's how to learn to speak Spanish, which is obviously important if you're going to spend time in Spain. I look to the right, and there's a beautiful picture book called Sacred Pilgrimages, to Santiago de Compostela, and I'm like, this is amazing. This is not a term that people in America are that familiar with. And I look to the right, and there's another beautiful book, The History of Christianity for 2,000 Years. I was like, have to have it, have to have it, have to have it. And so when I drove it up and, and delivered it to my friend, I was just like, this is amazing that this is all clicking and that Shirley's book was behind the counter. I was like, 
didn't even know she had a new book coming out. So when I said that to Tina, who was so sweet to make me feel good, um, I heard Giovanni come in, hairstylist, and I'm like, I need to speak to him. He mentions Barcelona, Spain. I talked to him. He's been doing Shirley's hair for forever. I said, please, if you're open, I will email you this information. If you feel guided to share it, I'm very grateful because I think the universe wants people to connect. And I was leaving the salon owner. I just thanked him for changing everything to include me that day to help me feel good. And I told him the story of what was happening. And he says, I know both Emilio and Shirley and please email me. So I'm very grateful for people's openness because this is a different way of living. You know, we all are bombarded in society by too much information, too many people, too many things. And um, we're all looking for how to live and survive and, and, and make new friendships. But through synchronicity, I think wonderful things unfold. And, and so in the last 24 hours, and how I'm even sitting here with you, Carol, is amazing, is that I went to a barbecue party last minute on the beach in Palos Verdes. And again, a last minute guest is an individual, wonderful guy, Kurt, who just did a movie with Martin Sheen, and he's willing to email him. So I don't know where this is going. I'm very grateful to all these people uh, for their openness and letting me share something I'm passionate about. And, and why I'm passionate is I want other people to find their signs because it just makes it so much fun that everywhere you go, you're looking for something. And just before I travel on this trip, I stopped at the grocery store, asked for the owner's names, Mr. and Mrs. Spain. Last year, my travel agent's name, Jessica Spain. So it's really fun, including sitting uh, in, a, in a restaurant. Five months ago, I look across, and the only thing I can see is a license plate that says Spain 59. And that's really the last connectors of the seven days is staying with my friends in Palos Verdes. Two years ago, she was walking through a subway in Boston and was given a portrait, a hand-sketched image of Mother Teresa. And she says, you know, my family were not that faith-based. She goes... I don't know what to do with this, but she felt compelled to bring it home. And they, they, this was shocking to them because this man just approached her and it's completely framed in wood, had a beautiful letter with his name and address. I cannot wait to write him. And, the, and a prayer from Mother Teresa because he had met her in person. We will go back to Susan Mann in just a moment. I want to encourage you again to go to evolvingwomensconsciousness.com as well as drcarolfrancis.com. On EvolvingWomensConscious.com, they're sponsoring us today, and you can go on there and purchase the book, as well as you can purchase some items that really are there to help us remember to evolve ourselves as women. Now we're going to join Susan Mann again as she talks about the synchronicity of the last seven days. In the break, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it, but Susan Nan's going on and on and on about even more signs that have been occurring that are all interconnected. And she can't stop because it's just happening so quickly, like it's downloading so fast. She's holding in her hands two signs right this very moment. Susan, what are they? Well, they're kind of a year apart, but again, something that's so amazing when you look at them is their gifts from the universe. And one just happened to show up when I was in Monaco on top of a magazine in a kiosk. And I had had coffee with a girlfriend, and we walked by just to get something. And I looked down, and here on Prince Albert's magazine of, you know, him with Charlene Woodstock when he had just asked her to marry him was this beautiful Virgin Mary card. And I kind of realized, I'm like, now you're looking for signs, but you're like, okay. So I just picked it up, and I happened to step into the church and pray. And it later led me to meeting some incredible Italians. And they're in the back of the car, I guess not everybody in Monaco speaks Italian. But it was also, I just saw, as the universe is bringing many blessings, and that to always be aware and grateful. 
And so this has just been dear to my heart because it helps me realize that it can come in any form when you stop by a magazine kiosk just to get a newspaper. And this sign is something that I just received yesterday. And so it's an incredible blessing um, because I had the opportunity uh, to be invited to a last-minute brunch Sunday morning with a wonderful Irish woman who told me some really fantastic stories about her home country. And I got to tell a little bit about Spain. And in speaking with um, Jan, um, she was really touched by Spain and then started to tell me of her time and how wonderful it was in her younger years of her being there and exploring this country. And so we had a we both shared a common passion for something and were really connected. And it was wild during one of the times that she was sharing a story. She said, well, I was in Spain in 58 and 59. And I just made a mental note of it. And after she shared all these stories, I told her, I said, Jan, you have to understand, is that I, four months ago, was at a restaurant I don't ever go to, only been a couple times, and I looked out across, and there was a license plate that said Spain 59. And I believe that you're helping me see that story, is that even months later, a chance encounter, accepting an invitation, again, at last minute, when I wasn't even supposed to be in town, um, that led to the, receiving such a beautiful gift. And so at the end of our conversation, she took me to her room, and she has crosses from all over the world. She wanted to give it to me, and I have to tell you, just completely broke down. I was so touched by people's generosity. And she said, please pick one. I'm like, how can you do this? It's such a gift of you know this person's lifetime. And so she just started talking about the crosses on the wall, and and when she got to this one, she said it came from Omar Amargal. And I said, I'd been there with my family. It was a very special uh, family vacation. And she goes, I think that's the one you're supposed to have, and let me tell you the story of it. When I was in Omar Amargal, I saw this and I wanted it, but I felt poor that day. She said, I didn't feel that I, I deserved it. And her best friend was there, bought it for her, and gave it to her on Christmas a year later. And so it, to me, was so touching. And when I got it to the car, I realized that these are the colors of Spain. And so here's red and gold or yellow gold. And so the universe is just constantly bringing things for, for me, and I believe for everybody, that are just, they kind of like the vitamins of living, is it really breaks your energy and you see these passions. And so from completely disparate things, it's the wonderful gifts you receive from people, the stories they share of their lives. And again, it's really thinking outside the box, because how I received this is I wrote Prince Albert's name down on my calendar. I volunteer for different charities, and I wanted him to do a workshop for kids on the ocean and um, teach them filmmaking and, and respect for, for Earth, and also to be in the documentary for Spain. And uh, I noticed within a few months he was coming to La Jolla to receive an award. Now, that's pretty out of the ordinary, and it's just a mile from my house, and where many of the signs that come to me have been walking on. Radio. Albert's name down on my calendar. On that day, I volunteer for. It was just incredible that I, last minute I'm in a baseball hat. It's 2:30. He's speaking at 4:30. You know, if it was for somebody else, I would have gotten him a ticket. I didn't know what to do. But one sign after another, people that I've only met once, led to me sitting at the table with the ambassador of Monaco, the head of Birch Aquarium, and the, the, one of the founders of um, UCSD. And it. Speaking to another person, I met the honorary counsel to Monaco, Max Gurney. His this is his 90th birthday year, and in becoming friends through a very dear friend, Ed Morachek, who was kind enough to, again, open up people that he knows and share uh, in helping people with their passions and their projects, uh, amazing things unfolded that I ended up being one of 13 people having lunch at his 89th birthday in Monaco with Prince Albert. And so it was really incredible. And just prior to our leaving, 
I was invited him in last minute by Max Gurney to go to a celebration called Fashion Takes Flight, and he had been a Pan American executive, and that's how he was led to Monaco and met Princess Grace and Prince Rainier and became uh, friends with Prince Albert over, again, 50 years. Uh, and a photographer wanted to take our picture, and he said, but I take threes or fives, and I'm like, I'll be right back. So it takes being outgoing and willing to speak to people that don't know you, and I walked up to, there must have been 200 people, in the side, and I didn't walk up to the first people. I walked up to, felt shiny, and there was a man with two women. And I just introduced myself and I said, "Hi, I'm Susan Mann, and I have a dear friend that's uh, uh, celebrating a very special year. Would you be willing to have your picture taken?" And I did tell them he's honorary counsel to Monaco. He was a Pan American executive. They're honoring Pan American Airlines tonight. And he goes, "I'm a pilot. I want to meet him." And I said, "Great, he'll love it." He said, "I'm doing a project with Eric Lindbergh." And I knew that we were taking Eric Lindbergh to meet Prince Albert to share a very, his passion project. And, you know, being grandson to Charles Lindbergh, there's lots of historic and very exciting things, and this person's a pilot. So when he both comes over and I said, Max, meet Jeff, Jeff, meet Max, you both know Eric Lindbergh, and Max says, we're taking him to meet Prince Albert. And the man said, I'm the one paying for the trip. And they both looked at me and they said, how did you do this? And I said, uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm just listening. And again, then I get these angel chills or as someone said god shots (laughs) that remind me to keep going because you're speaking to the right people at the right time i could easily said no then we don't need our picture taken you know but for a friend who you know it was a blessing for me to have my picture taken with him and then to have this wonderful journey to go to monaco and uh, get a chance to meet um, prince albert and who's doing incredible work around the world so even though you don't see where that culminates he hasn't I'm not, my movie hasn't been made. I haven't interviewed him for my documentary. We haven't done a marine biology workshop with kids yet. But, I mean, just the exchange, I know that something will keep unfolding. So it's having faith. It's following things. It's being open and willing that something doesn't have to culminate, that the treasure hunt continues forever. But, again, it's pretty exciting when, you know, in one week you're given a hand-sketched portrait of Mother Teresa and a woman gives you... Uh, people were willing to keep it in their home and then find the right person to give it to, and then receive a cross, and then you look back, and a year before, there's you know a beautiful card sitting in a place that you would never have thought that you'd be. So there's many more signs and incredible stories, but I really appreciate the opportunity of beginning to get to share some of them, and then maybe next time we'll tie more of them together with some of the other um, gifts. I have a funny feeling that the people that are listening are going to be connected somehow, and they need to know how to contact you, Susan, again. How do they reach you? I love your emails at susan.man at mac.com. And I spell my name S-U-S-A-N, period, or dot, M-A-N-N, at M-A-C.com. And just one last one that I have to share is that uh, when this all began, there were people who donated their time, their talent, everything that we're trying to show through this documentary. And I had been given a beautiful rosary that was blessed at Jesus' sepulcher, it was blessed by the Pope, and it's made of the rosewood in Jerusalem. And within 48 hours, we flew to the Holy Door opening ceremony in Santiago de Compostela. None of our luggage and none of the film equipment showed up, but we ended up with our photographer on the altar, pictures of this beautiful cathedral. We met incredible people, and the story continued to unfold. But it was receiving this rosary that really gave me a lot of faith and passion and it was these individuals belief uh and through father sean aaron he just um he heard me start to say something the night before christmas eve at a party 
I said, what do you know of Santiago de Compostela? And he said, why do you ask? And I said, people are done. Sony loaned me $120,000 of equipment. I have a photographer, a videographer. Everybody's giving their time. I don't know what to do. Plane tickets are outrageous. And he said, you've got to learn to ask for help, and I want to give you something. And so he pulled out of his uh, vestment this beautiful rosary and told me the story that tomorrow was the seventh anniversary of him becoming a priest, and he wanted me to have this. I was so touched. I think this is one of the only times I have been able to tell a story without really being overwhelmed by tears. And we went and spoke to my friends who gave us the gift of getting us to Spain in and being there. And now to see that it's a week almost to the day of the Holy Pilgrimage of July. So we really began this in December 2009, right before New Year's Eve, which is when the Holy Door opens. And it's still unfolding now, all the way to the point, as I told you, I gave the rosary to the woman who passed away on the Feast of St. James. And so the rosary keeps going on its way. And I lost it or it hid for nine months. The woman who helped us take the first journey and her daughter, I returned for her wedding. And she was the only person that hadn't hold, held the rosary. And it, to me, we've just let everybody share their beautiful energy with it. That's part of the story of everything unfolding. And so here we're at this beautiful wedding celebration for her daughter. She's, I go, you've got to hold the rosary. She holds it and she walks away. And I'm like, this is amazing. Uh, I, I need that back. And I spoke to Father Daniel, who you might remember from a previous segment with Steve McAvity, their personal friends, and went to Medjugorje, Yugoslavia. And I said, I need that rosary. And he goes, you need to not be so connected to things. So, you know, like, and I go, um, you know, <laughs> that's not what I expected the priest to say to me. So the rosary was missing for nine months. And then just a few weeks ago, I was a guest of this beautiful woman. And we went to the ordination of a priest and a beautiful evening event. And when she walked out that morning for us to start our whole day together, she had the rosary dangling in her hand. And she says, it's time for you to go back to Spain now. <laughs> but the last line I'll share with you today is the cross that's helped me between. Because when we lost the rosary, <laughs> at first I was really uh, overcome because it was the symbol of everything that I was doing. So I went to another wonderful event and a woman heard my story and she gave me this cross. <laughs> So she said, take it to Spain and let other people experience it. So I wear it um, often, and it's always with me. And now that I've passed the rosary on to my good friend, Cynthia Scrima, who, again, I just it was such a blessing to know that I was giving it to the right person. And after she heard all these stories, she's like, I can't accept this. And I said, it's a gift to know. On that day, Steve McAvity told me at Empire, he goes, you will be giving that rosary away. And I go, I know I will, but I want to know the right person. And then I realized it was the Feast of St. James, and I heard that my friend, that's when her father passed away. So it's really being, again, open to just receiving the gifts of people, their talents, sharing in special moments, <laughs> not always being perfect, and uh, being touched. That is perfect, being touched. So thank you. Thank you, Susan. Yeah. And we'll be in touch because we have more to the story. Yes. <laughs> but on a totally different day when we're involved. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Susan Mann, for sharing the various experiences with synchronicity. I see her approximately every six months, and she has a whole other series of synchronistic events. She has a way of being able to draw people to her that she doesn't even know that are willing to be able to finance various programs that she wants to put in place. The individuals that she knows or meets and stumbles upon are not just the ordinary people that we run into at the grocery store. 
the magic that she's able to put into every moment of her life is something that she fuels herself off of. Now, think for a moment what you would fuel yourself off of when you were in the middle of accomplishing a major project. What turns you on? What excites you? What means something to you? What makes you feel like this is a fulfillment of the purpose of your life at that point in time? And then being able to see, well, how can I make that happen? If I'm going to make that happen, I have to start listening to who's around me, what my resources are, who's going to be on my path that's going to be able to supplement what it is I need in order to be able to accomplish that task. This is a totally different perspective on life and one worthy of adding to your collection of skills. Now, what I notice about Susan is that she has come to this portion of her life with a lot of skills. She's a planner. She's diligent. She's tenacious. She's very socially skilled in being able to engage people. She also has the ability to follow through and make sure she knows how to take care of all the details. Those are additional skill sets that come together so that the synchronicity that she's able to follow comes into play because she can tackle the information being given to her or follow through on the information that she's being provided. So it's not like synchronicity is just all there and that will take care of all the responsibilities you have in your life towards your projects, but it is one way to feel the guidance of the universe or of your awareness. When I was talking to someone tonight, they said, well, I think that if I had become aware of something that was very important to me, like a friend of mine had a certain illness, then I began to be very aware of all the commercials about medication. Then that's very true. If we're constantly overwhelmed by information, we have to sift through what we want to pay attention to and what we don't want to pay attention to. So as soon as you decide that this certain topic is important to you, suddenly that information will come pouring in from all directions. Well, once again, I would like to encourage you to go on EvolvingWomen'sConsciousness.com. Let me spell that for you. E-V-O-L-V-I-N-G-W-O-M-E-N-S-C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-N-E-S-S.com. That's too much, isn't it? But it says it all, Evolving Women's Consciousness. And on that site, you'll be able to read excerpts and ideas that are added to the book from the various authors, and I would ask you to please also add your blog, your idea, and become a member as well. This is our way of reaching out to the community of women and the men that we influence so that we can make this world a better place. This is Dr. Carol Francis from Make Life Happen, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.